welcome to a new episode of Chat with Shrev. Today, we have a special guest. Hi, Neha. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on this. This is uh, this is uh, this is something I've been looking forward to ever since like I DM'd you and I was like, oh, this is sick when she said when you agreed to come on. Of course, I haven't done podcasts in a while. I think the last time I did it, it's, it was like a year ago. So I love podcasts. I love listening to them. So do you have any like favorite ones that you listen to like on the regular or like in between? No, honestly, it's just kind of I search up topics on Spotify. Say I'm like looking for like product manager spot, like a job or something. I'll just like listen to those podcasts. Or mm-hmm. if there's some girl advice that I need, then I'll just like yeah. go on a podcast and listen to it. So nothing in specific. I think I just kind of listen to what I need to listen to at that time. True. I think I'm kind of similar, but like I like comedy. Like, and I like like listening mm-hmm. to like people like. Uh, maybe like celebrities or like some people in the science world like talk about stuff so I, I listen to smart list it's with uh, Jason Bateman uh, Sean Hayes and Will Arnett that's what that's something that I've been that's kind of like why I based this off of is they like try to have a fun little banter and then the yeah. other one I listen to is uh, armchair expert with Dax Shepard that was that's a good one yeah I think I like the ones that I listen to celebrity wise is like David Dobrik's um, podcast every now and then just yeah. when I'm on the subway and stuff I just unplug and like listen to whatever listen to their like daily lives and it's just like fun listening yeah. to what they're talking about so you, uh, can you tell our like listeners a little bit about yourself like who is Neha oh this is tough um I feel like I'm currently going through like a big transition in my life I don't yeah who is Neha um well Neha lives in New York okay <laughs> I just moved there I'm a 20 year old doing my master's degree it's a complicated place to be and I feel like I feel very alone in the journey right now but it has been the most transformative time I do create content on TikTok that keeps me afloat a little bit it keeps me excited for the next day Uh, I try to post every day either dance content singing content just day in my life I try to like very much incorporate into my day-to-day life so it doesn't feel like a task I think a lot of content creators start feeling like oh this is like boring and this is work and I never want to get there So right now it's very much focused on just posting what I feel like posting and really now has opened up to sharing a very vulnerable side of my life that I never really wanted to share before because I didn't want people to know me for like the struggles. I wanted people to know me for like the fun, the dancing, the cool stuff, you know, but I think the place that I'm in life, I feel like I really want to share with people that, you know, it's not all fun and games all the time. And there's a lot of girls that, DM me and talk to me about their life and the struggles. And I just want to be able to show them that, you know, like everyone's going through the same shit. Yeah, for sure. I think that's why, like when I saw your mental health video, I was like, that's, that's incredible. Like how you, how you put yourself out there, like in a vulnerable state to like, I don't know, like millions of people who probably don't even know you. And that's like, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that takes a lot of courage. And like, I was like, that's inspirational. Like, I, I wish I can do something like that and not like just sit there and like, oh my God, I don't know what people are going to think about this. But I want to, I want to touch on a few things from what you just said, like content creation, right? Like how you just like to post um, whatever that you want, that you feel like posting. I feel like I, when I started this podcast, I was like the same way. I was like, I didn't want to set a theme to it. I didn't want to go like, oh, I need to just follow these certain guidelines and do this because I feel like it's so restricting and then I feel yeah. like but once you like don't have those little themes set or anything like you just get to be creative and that's the best part of it and I feel like in podcasts it's you get to meet so many different people with so many different yeah. stories it's only fair to talk about whatever their journey is yeah so how is it like living in New York uh, at 20 
Um, it is very, very hard. It is just now growing on me. I've lived there for about six months now. And now I'm like, I cannot imagine living anywhere else. Um, until now kind of was like one foot out the door kind of situation. Cause it's very hard. It's very fast paced. I knew that going into it, but Mm -hmm. going from the suburbs of Dallas to New York is another level of fast paced. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Are you in New York as well? No, I'm not. I live in uh, DC, like closer to the DC area, but I went to school in Richmond where like I moved from like a suburban uh, neighborhood to like the city for four years. And I was like, I never want to leave the city. Like I love like being in those fast paced environments. Yeah. It, it's like very isolating, but it's been like the most transformative like six months ever. And I don't think I would replace it. So like one of the most interesting facts about you is you graduated undergrad in two years and then now you're start you are in your second year of your master's program or first? Um, it's a three semester program. So I just finished okay. my first semester and I have two more left. I'll be oh, graduating. Nice. Yeah. So like how did how was that like only doing two years of undergrad instead of like the typical three to four and then moving to like a big city, starting your graduate school and everything? Yeah, so I kind of always knew I wanted to graduate from undergrad a little bit earlier. I was aiming for three years, yeah. but then COVID happened and I was just kind of sitting at home taking random classes and the GRE got waived and stuff. So I was like, I'll just apply to grad school, see what happens, because I'm definitely not ready to be in the workforce at 20. So I was like, right. I need a, like another year of school and like master's obviously doesn't hurt. So I just applied, got into school in New York. New York was always the dream. Like obviously everyone's, almost everyone's dream is like to live in New York at one point. Um, I got in and I was like, well, like this is the cards I've been dealt with and I'm going to take it. So I just grinded out the last year of undergrad and graduated in August of this year. And then I started straight into my master's program, like a week after I graduated from undergrad. Wow. That's crazy. Like going straight from like like that whole transition like I guess like COVID and then like finishing school and then starting your master's is when COVID hit it was my senior year of undergrad so it's Mm -hmm. like my whole senior year was just like shelved essentially and then like I had to like transition to moving back home and like studying for the MCATs and whatnot I I think it's like that's another reason I want to like talk with someone else because it's like everyone has such a different experience of like their transition like educational wise I think it's so cool to hear about it yeah, I technically had a real eight months of undergrad. So I have like I wasn't even in college for long. It's really wow. weird. I feel like sometimes I feel like I rob myself of something, but also at the same time, I'm like, I love where I am right now. And this journey is just very different, but worth it. Right. But I feel like you're also in a city that never sleeps. Like they call it the big apple. So like I feel like you're just I hitting like your prime. <laughs> everyone's like New York never sleeps and I'm trying to go to a coffee shop and it's closed at like 5 p.m and I'm like what is this I mean <laughs> you guys got the best bagels I feel like that'd be crazy mm-hmm. if they were closing at five I, w- I went there I visited a couple of times uh for my friend's birthday we were in East Harlem and like right next to Central Park I was like mm-hmm. this is beautiful I would love to just be here like all the time just walking around oh yeah like every day you walk and you're like oh. I'm here like this yeah. is what I'm this is my day-to-day life was it like hard to like meet new friends and like get like that new social group like after moving to a big city yeah it was really hard honestly I got like very lucky with my roommates both of mm-hmm. them are very similar to me we met on a I don't know if you're aware of DDN like we met on the Facebook page okay so this Bollywood dancing circuit so yeah. both all three of us are into dancing we're like brown girls that have very similar interests so I got lucky in that department and then I was able to meet a few people through them that are very similar to me as well yeah. so it's 
really not that bad to meet people, but it, it constantly feels like you're going on a first date with someone over and over again. Cause you're just like, yeah. you meet one person here, you meet one person there, you grab dinner and then you're like, okay, now how do like in undergrad, I feel like you're always in a constant like group. Cause everyone's right. just like hanging out with each other, yeah. but I don't know if it's a post-grad thing. I don't know if it's a New York thing, but in my experience, it's been like very one-on-one and then you like kind of like if you think they'll fit into your group you bring them in or there's like right. multiple groups every weekend there's a new group it's so like it's kind of 20 like, questions like right off the bat like hey what's your favorite color like oh blue i was like oh i like blue too like we can be friends <laughs> yeah literally i feel like i've been on so many first dates this semester and i just yeah. keep telling my story over and over again i've mastered my elevator pitch <laughs> So <laughs> elevator talk is the best. Cause that's like when you get to practice on random people and you're like, Hey, how, how, like you just practice like, Hey, hello. I'm Trevor. Nice to meet you. Like what's up. Yeah, and It's like, this could be my best friend forever yeah. and ever. So like I can't miss this opportunity. I think the one thing I will say though, like any like date that you go on, like that involves food. I, I find it like, at least myself, I feel like it's just in my head and you're like, Oh, am I eating too fast? Or like, should I like drink more water? Like what is like, how do I match this other person's like, ratio right now yeah I no. the most difficult part and I'm like the worst eater where I like either I eat too slow or I don't eat enough so I feel like yeah. guilty because other person's like trying to eat a good meal and I'm just there like <laughs> I'm done right I think <laughs> it's the worst like when someone puts chips out in front of me I'm just like all right let, let's, I can kill this whole bowl right now it up. yeah um, and there's all so, like, for dessert. so how does like how did your like uh like so you went from undergrad to master, like masters. Was your family like very happy for you and like whatnot? Like, like oh, she's she's moving up pretty fast, like the ranks. Yeah. So I, this is funny because I chose to do marketing, very non. I don't know. I don't want to say like very non traditional, but like pretty non traditional. Uh, like all of high school, I was like, I'm gonna be a doctor or like the nice switch to something engineering, whatever you know. Like, right. but I always kind of knew that's not what I wanted to do. I applied to many schools for just like media and communications because that's essentially what I want to do even with my marketing degree, work in the entertainment industry. But, you know, my parents and I came to a middle ground with like at least a business degree, you know, please give us something. Um, So we settled on marketing. I love it now. Like, I think this is like my calling. Um, I'm so glad I did it. It also helps me a lot with my content creation stuff because like everything I learned in the classroom is very applicable to what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So I think in a way, like from graduating early, I was trying to prove a point that I'm not dumb, like just because I did marketing, like I'm not stupid that I can finish this in two years. So it was kind of my way of like trying to prove to my parents or like trying to give my parents something to like talk about to their friends, you know, she's not just doing marketing. She graduated in two years. She's doing her master's. That's like a much better narrative. Obviously, they're very, very proud. Um, And I'm very proud of myself. Would I recommend it to someone else? No, I would tell them take the full f- four years, like enjoy undergrad as much as you can. I mean, if there's obviously something like in my case, I feel like getting into grad school and like not having to take the GRE and stuff, it was like something I couldn't like pass up on. So I GRE feel like it's like SAT on steroids. I remember like trying to like study for it. I and like, I hate standardized testing and I was past it. Like I was like, I'm I done. Do too. I was like, I hate it. I think it's, I I think it was, uh, I want to come back to a point where you're like, you're talking about your parents and like how it's like you graduating early and doing your master's. It's like a good talking point, like uh, Mm -hmm. with their friends and whatnot. I'm also like, come from like the Brown community and I I find it very frustrating sometimes when like, uh, 
the parents like try to like like hey like do this so i can like tell someone like oh my son or my daughter's doing this it's like dude i don't care like what they think like what i'm doing like whenever i go to a party and like some auntie or uncle asks me to give advice to their kids i'm like dude do what you want and they look at me they're like that's not what we want you to tell them i was like that's exactly what i'm going to tell them it's like do what you i want. stand up for them as much as i can as well because i had so many people i mean i'm very lucky my parents never like expected this from me they never yeah. were like you have to do something big obviously they were like you should get like a grad degree at some point all that kind yeah. of stuff but i never had that expectation but i think just like being in the community seeing all my friends like I go to a school where a majority of them are pre-med students and all that kind of stuff. So I internally put that pressure on myself to yeah. be like, I need to prove, especially because I'm into content creation and the art stuff. I feel like there's an assumption that, you know, there's no brains. It's all like the fun yeah, stuff. They're, they're just showing like what, like the best parts of their life and they're not like showing the other aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always been a high achieving student. And I didn't know how else to show because like no one talks about your GPA. Like after high school, no one cares about your grades that much. Like yeah. there's no way to show that you're like a smart person. There's no comparison anymore. Right. So I was like, what do I do? Like I felt this like internalized pressure that, you know, like I don't want people to think what you see on TikTok or what you see on Instagram, me dressing up nice. And that's all it is because it's not. Yeah. So I think uh, this is some my inner battle of like trying to prove that I'm also academically smart. I think I kind of face like a similar inner battle. It's like where I'm on the, like, I want to go to med school one day and like are some of my friends are already in med schools and whatnot. And I feel like the constant battle for me is like me just comparing myself to them. Like, oh, I'm 23. Like, why am I not like there yet? Like, why am I not like in the cycle and like getting acceptances? And I think it's just like a daily reminder, like, dude, everyone has a different path. And it's just, yeah. it's easier said than done. Like, that's what I tell anyone oh. that like asks for advice. I'm like, I, I can say this right now, but it's like kind of how you handle it and how you go forward with, uh, with like your plan and your action. And there's like so many paths that are put in front of us. Everyone's paths are different. Like there's so many girls that DM me and they're like, how did you do it? I want to do it too. And honest advice, I most of the time tell them, I'm like, if it's not like the best option and if you're just trying to do it to get out of somewhere or something like that, stick yeah. it through. It's going to be a great time. Like undergrad years, like you're never going to get that back. Yeah. That kind of energy you'll never get back. Now being in like post-grad lifestyle, I'm just like, dude, I try to go back and visit my undergrad friends as much as possible. And like, just try to live in that, like living in the same vicinity of all your best friends, yeah. like in the same stuff. Like it's a I lot of fun. Like it is a lot of fun. I think also like one of the hardest part is like when all your friends like decide like after undergrad, they like go to onto their own things. It's like, I feel like it's hard to like stay in contact with a lot of them, but then it's just like, if you put in the effort, like those, those undergrad friends will be your lifelong friends, no matter which way, like you guys go through it. There's like a funny story I wanted to share where we we're in New York city. I think it was like three in the morning and we called an Uber and like, it was a small rap four for like six of us. Yeah. And we tried to, I tried, I told the guys like, Hey man, we, we got to go. Like it's three o'clock in the morning in the city. And they're like, we're not taking you more. Like, why not? They're like, there's six of you. And this car only fits for us. Like, and ever since then, my friend's Uber rating went down and he blames me for it, for trying to convince the Uber driver. To <laughs> but it's like, it's like those moments. Like, memories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's like really hard because all my undergrad friends are still there. Like no one really graduated yet. Now they're starting to graduate a, a few of my older friends, but yeah. It's been really nice to see, like, I still come back to the same group of people that love me just the same, still keep in touch. I've also, like, realized who my actual friends are from that, like, the people that I stay in touch with. There's a handful, yeah. of them, but it, like, just has only strengthened my relationship with those, like, few people. 
Right. Yeah. Is there like anything that you try to do to like, uh, when you feel like that pressure, like, like with your day-to-day stuff, is there like anything that you try to do to like relax or like to reset like yourself and like go tackle some, like the challenge? Um, so I'm kind of in a wishy-washy place right now where I've never been in the position where I didn't know what I wanted to do next. And for Mm -hmm. the first time in my life, I'm kind of just like, what's next? What's after my master's degree? Like obviously job and stuff, but there's a part of me that wants to take some time off. There's a part of me that just wants to focus on content creation or just traveling, whatever it is. And I think I'm really starting to dive into that. And Mm -hmm on a day-to-day basis, I get a lot of judgment. Like even my friends will make comments in passing that don't think there's a lot of impact on it, but like it hits me a little bit where they're like, oh, you post content every day or like Mm -hmm. you post a lot and that kind of stuff. And that like, it's a little bit, I don't know. It's it's a little hard to see because you're like putting all this effort and you're to them, it looks like you're shit posting or like you're posting to post when it's not the case at all. So for me, it's just been very much being trying to be self-aware of what I want to do. Like it literally has been a day-to-day battle. Like I wake up every morning feeling good or bad or different. Um, And I just take it a day at a time where I'm like, what can I do today to feel happy, to make me feel fulfilled apart from school, you know, because school is going to be an everyday thing. And like, Mm -hmm recruiting is going to be an everyday thing. What can I do today? Who can I talk to today? Who can I FaceTime? Who can I message? I try to, I really believe in the idea of like the energy that you put out is the energy that you'll receive. So like, I try like every, every day to text one friend and be like, Hey, I hope you're doing really well. Like yeah. I, I miss you. And like, I really, really care. Sweet. Yeah. So I try to do something like that. Cause then you get a receipt, like you get a message from them. They're like, this made my day. Like I was, I was having a tough day and that like in a selfish way is like very fulfilling to me to make like remind me that you know like I care for this person and I'll get yeah. that back in return at one point so like little things like maybe getting coffee or like getting a specific kind of coffee walking taking an extra long walk back home or maybe there's a TikTok that I had been hadn't been making because I didn't feel pretty or something and then I'll just like dress up and make the TikTok yeah. so I just try to pick one thing every day that's like makes me feel good I think there was like a one video that I came across of yours. It was like, I think when you were planning weddings, like weddings and events. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, when I was sitting there watching, I was like, is she, isn't she like still in school? Like, how is she like able to manage her time of like um, doing this, doing school and being able to edit these videos and posting them? Because it'd be like series, right? It'd be like, oh, like yeah. before the event, during the event, and then after the event when you guys were like cleaning up and stuff. Um, yeah. So like, is, is that also something like that, is like enjoyable for you because it takes like your time to like you're putting in effort so like I think there's people who appreciate it but just cannot say it directly or like comment it like on your videos I'm like oh we we think this is pretty cool I think just as much many people that like give me shit for what I post or like aren't very appreciative I have so many people that are like so appreciative and like are DMing me and are commenting like I want to get into this how are you doing this or like thank you this made my day thank you I relate to this so that's what keeps me going every day apart from that I love event planning Mm -hmm. I was doing it at the peaks of like I need to graduate next month I'm taking 18 hours in school I'm moving to New York next month and I'm still doing three-day weekend weddings because you know like I love keeping my schedule super busy I when I have too much free time I just go into a slump like right now uh is my first winter break where I'm not taking classes I'm not doing anything significant yeah. and I'm just like laying in bed and I'm like what the fuck do I do right <laughs> what now do like, I do? 
Hey, Netflix, Netflix is your best friend. There's so many youth shows and whatnot to do that. My attention span has gone down so much. I can't even watch a show, like sit there and watch a show. I have to be like multitasking at all times. Um, but yeah, like I just am very much the person that does it if I want to do it, love it, whatever it is. I'm kind of all over the place. It seems like I want to do event planning. I want to do, like I want to own a business of my own. I want to do content creation. I also want to work a nine to five tech job. But like whatever is in front of me, I would feel guilty to not take that leap and do it. So I do it. And if I learn that it's not for me, then I walk away. And if it is for me, then amazing. I found another thing that I really love to do that doesn't feel like work. I think that's such a great uh, quality is like knowing like what you want to do and like when to stop something that when you don't like it. I think I struggled with a long time of like telling people no. I think like I would always just like say yes and go like yeah I'll do this I'll be here I'll be there and then like I would overbook myself and either forget like I had to be somewhere but I think it's like it's when you want to do something fun or like whatever you're passionate about I feel like uh it's totally worth it no matter how much time is or like is passing or you're putting effort into it yeah and I've just started to realize to prioritize me time as well I feel like I give so much I'm like always down I never say no to anyone's plans even if I'm like super busy with school or something but I recently transitioned like it's not free time it's me time Mm -hmm. that I'm focusing on myself and doing something for myself and like I need to get out of this thing that I'm like oh all this free time that I'm sitting by myself you're lonely you're alone like you don't have any other plans it's not like that you have plans with yourself you have plans to do what you want to do and that's like completely fine what are some of your um hobbies or like simple pleasures that you like to do like when you have time off like now like during winter break I've been I'm trying to create more content I'm trying to do more dance videos I love dressing up in Indian clothes and like just dancing. Um, I also love singing. I do that more for myself. I do post every now and then about it, but it's more for myself because I grew up doing it competitively. And then it kind of became like a nasty place, like a nasty environment with brown parents involved and like got super toxic. So now I kind of just do it for myself, for my own peace. Um, I love talking to my friends. I'm constantly FaceTiming people that I care about. And I'm like, tell me everything about your life. Like, <laughs> I want to know everything. I feel like I've missed so much. I love just sitting there watching brown movies. Yeah. What are some of your favorites? Um, In Hindi, I would say Sky's Pink. When I need a good cry, I'll just sit there and watch Sky's Pink. Bill right. Bechara. I love like crying movies because like sometimes I struggle, like I have all this pent up energy in my body to cry. And then I watch yeah. this movie and it's like completely unrelated to any of the issues that I'm going through, but I still get to get, get back it. cry out. Yeah. Um, what else do I love? Um, Ye Javani Hai Divani, Zindagi Na. Like those I've kind of like, Yeah, Zindagi Na. <laughs> Milia? I think I, I can Did never say it right. It's one of yeah. my favorite movies. That yeah, is like three dream. idiots. Yeah. So like yeah. those kind of movies like get me excited for like, you know what? Like maybe next summer I'll plan a trip like this with my friends or like yeah. just go on a solo trip. Like that kind of stuff that makes you look forward to life. Mm-hmm. I just like love that. That's great. Like so whenever I watch Hindi, I'm, I, I don't speak Hindi, but like I, uh, my family like speaks Telugu and stuff. So like whenever I speak, watch Hindi movies, I have to like concentrate super hard on the subtitles and like yes. keep looking up and down. But uh, <laughs> I think, I think movies are great. I think it's a way, great way to like, sometimes like, if you like, just think about it, like, I think sometimes it relates with you. Like, oh, like this mm-hmm. scene, like, I know it's just a movie, but like, I can re- put myself in those shoes and know oh, like, yeah. how I would react and whatnot watching a good movie makes me want to pick up all my shit and become an actress and like move and do everything <laughs> but 
that was a dream at one point now it's kind of taken the back burner just because yeah. i'm to, i feel like if influencer and content creators creator stuff like works out then that can definitely be something that comes up so like how so, do you how do you like uh pick and choose like what kind of type of content you want to make and put out there um i think understanding my audience sometimes i'll mm-hmm. put something totally outside of what like the mental health stuff initially when i started talking about it was very much like this is probably not what any of my followers want to see yeah um, trying to f- figure out what they want to, but it, it turned out to be that there was a lot of people that loved hearing that from me because yeah. I put out this version for like two years of like this beautiful, amazing, like fun life. And like, no one really, I started to realize like when people started to meet me in person, they'd be like, Oh my God, like you're living my dream. Like I started feeling guilty, you know? Cause I was yeah. like, well, it, it's not all amazing. Like, right. and I don't want to portray this false hope for people that are trying to not follow my footsteps, but like trying to do something similar. And like, I'm just putting this false thing out there and it's fine. Like there are so many people that are like, why are you posting videos of you crying? And I'm like, well, do you not cry? Like, yeah, I know you're crying. I know I'm crying. So like, why? Like, it's like, I get a lot of judgment for it, but I've just kind of learned to brush it off. Cause in the beginning when I was starting to create content, a lot of people laughed at me for it, but now they're like, can I make a TikTok with you? And I'm like, Hmm, look how the tables have turned. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm just like unbothered. You you can think what you want. It's helping a lot of people. And I know that and it's helping me most importantly, sharing the story, sharing that, you know, like I'm going through depression as well. I'm going through a lot of anxiety and like, there's nothing to be ashamed of. And if brown people don't start talking about it soon, it's just always going to be a taboo. And I've seen it in, even in my generation, which is so shocking to me. It's like, people are like, why are you posting about it? And I'm like, why, why is that bad? Like yeah, we're all why is it bad? Yeah, I think, like, I, mean, I think that's a great point. Like, it's like, especially in like the brown community, it feel like it's such a taboo subject. Like, oh, like if you just say, like, "I'm not feeling well," I might be depressed. They're like, "Oh, just do this, uh, do this I puja, or, like do this mantra, and, like it'll go away." I was like, "Dude, it's not like that." Like, like I, it's, it's not our generation. Battle. Yeah, it's if not our generation, it's gonna keep going. Like, I know our parents. It's kind of too late to like make them understand that it's okay, but like we're in a place where we're all going through it. A lot of people are going through it. And if we don't talk about it, then it's just going to get, keep getting passed down to like this taboo thing that it's really not, you know? I feel like sometimes though, like when I, when I am going through something and like a friend asked me one time, they're like, Hey, are you all right? And I was like, I looked at him. I was like, yeah, I'm all right. And then they're like, are you really all right? And I was like, no, not really. They're like, Oh, why don't you share this anymore? And I was like, I feel like sometimes it's a burden, like just to tell like, at least like the way I see it, it's like I feel like it's a burden sometimes when I just share like my stuff with like someone like repeatedly on a basis and they're like no dude it's not like that like you gotta express yourself and when I was coaching flag football this past fall I would tell my kids that you know, like guys like express yourself like I can't like I can't tell like I can't feel what you guys are feeling but it's so if you guys are like angry sad like or happy do it like if yeah. we get penalty, but if we get penalized, we get penalized. That's fine. But like, it's important to express yourself and be able to like share some like important stuff with people around you. Yeah. I struggled a lot with that because I went through a lot of mental health stuff during high school and mm-hmm. I lost a lot of friends over it. Cause they'd be like, you're too sad for us. Or like, I, Such that a kind shitty of comment. yeah. So I was around a lot of shitty people. So like I had a lot of internalized, like trauma from that where I felt like no one wanted to hear about my battles I would very much keep it myself but um 
the past six months have gone through a lot and I found like the four or five people that no matter how many times, no matter how many times I'm calling them crying, no matter how many times I call them, I'm like, I need advice. They'll listen. And I think realizing that there are people that are willing to listen. Even I, like there are girls that DM me and they're like, I feel like no one can listen. I'm like, dude, if you need a ear, like I am all ears. People need more ears. Like you do not have to feel bad. Cause like, if I think about it like this, I'm like, if this person's coming to me on a daily basis, asking for advice, would I give it to them? Would I be there Mm -hmm. for them? Yes. So why do you deserve anything less? Right. Yeah. I I totally get that. Like I had a friend just like ranting me one time and I'm like, just sitting there like, I don't know what to tell you or like how to give you advice. He's like, dude, I just need you to listen. Like, I don't need you to say anything. Like, I don't need you to sympathize. Just listen. And I was just like, all right, (laughs) like I'm here. Like let's rent it out. Like, I was like, do you need a pillow to punch something? He's like, no, it's not that, it's not that far out. I was like, okay. (laughs) Whatever you need, just, it's so important just to be there for people. And I feel like a lot of our generation is struggles with that so much. Yeah. Is there like a defense mechanism that you, that, that you think that you use a lot? Like, like when you're going through something like, uh, like mental health stuff? Yes. I oversleep a lot. <laughs> I just leap out my feelings. I'm like, if I'm asleep, I'm in a different world. I can dream about something different. Yeah. So I'm trying to get out of that rut. I feel like I do that and it makes me very just like in a slump and I can't get things done. So I'm kind of like very on both sides. Either I'm like, keep myself completely busy, like shut out all emotions, or I'm just like in a slump, sleeping all the time, not eating. So I'm trying to find this like healthy balance of like, feel your emotions for however long you need to feel it and then move on and like do what makes you feel better don't just like lug in that bad emotion yeah I think mine is like um comedy and like trying to exercise I feel like I release a lot of my or like my my mechanism is like just like laugh it off and like make a joke about it and then move on but like uh I stress eat a lot and then like that I realized like chocolates eating chocolates is not a good thing like all the time so like um you gotta, do what you, gotta do. you gotta do what you gotta that's what I tell everyone it's like listen <laughs> if you want a piece I'll give you a piece but like if not it's all mine <laughs> um I think like yeah like I think exercising for me was like one of the best ways to like release like any like negative energy or like whatever I was feeling and I was just like all right like we're fine like let's try to find like a a new path like that, that's what I try to like tell myself and like anyone like there's always another road like just because one thing closes doesn't mean like you're just just completely fucked in the area like you yeah. know, find something else yeah no I mean for me like I recently came across this TikTok where it's like it takes one second for you to feel better and it's just like you literally look at yourself and smile yeah. and then you're like I'm okay like you know it's hard sometimes I just dwell on my feelings I let myself feel the feeling um, I recently went through a breakup like I let myself be down bad for like two to three weeks and then after that I was like okay I feel better pick back up let's move on like we're good this is not the end of the world there's so much happening in front of you and I think that's the best way of like caring for yourself is like let yourself feel the emotions that you need to feel and then after that care for yourself and do what you need to be to okay like every day is a battle for the rest of your freaking life I've realized every day is going to be a battle there's something that's going to come into your face that you're not expecting and you have no option but to live through it so yeah, as well make it yeah I feel like I feel like there's also like I I, I start to notice like realize that every like social media I think it plays a big part into like sometimes on how people feel like everyone who posts like you think like they have the perfect life it's not like all uh 
uh, what's the rainbows term? and uh, butterflies, right? Rainbows and butterflies. I was gonna say something with flowers. I was like, this shit does not make sense. So I was like, <laughs> it's not all rainbows and butterflies. And I saw that through a friend, like when they posted it, when they were like telling me about something, and I was just like, oh shit, bro! Like I didn't know like you were going through that when like your whole page is just like you being like happy and like traveling and whatnot. Yeah, it's a very curated part of your life, right? Like you don't want to be like, I'm not going to go on Instagram and be like, hey guys, I'm depressed today. Like I do it a little bit more on TikTok because it's more like conversational, but like Instagram, especially it's like a very, very curated part of my life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's very important like to realize that. And like, whenever I try to talk to anyone younger than me, I'm like, I promise you, it's not that amazing. Yeah. Uh, like every time I come back to Texas, they're like, oh my God, like, how are you doing? You seem like you're having such a good time. And I'm like, I'm having a good time, but also it's very, very hard. And I'm going to keep it real with you about it. Yeah. So like, how do they, um, like, I think my mom has been like one of those people, like uh, more like open to like, like progressive, like she's more like, uh, I don't know how to describe her, but she's just more in tune with, I guess, like the young stuff. And mm-hmm. she's like, I found her to be like my person to like if I ever need to like get something off my chest like uh she like listens to it and like she gives me advice and then sometimes I don't take it because I'm just like oh I know I'm right like you don't know what you're talking about but then I realize when I'm just like sitting down and like I just like go through I'm like okay maybe she is onto something a lot of the time they know what they're talking about (laughs) yeah a lot of times she does know what she's talking about but like I I think it's all I think it's very important like people have like that group of people like they can talk to you and like I think the biggest thing is just like listening and being able to take in their advice. Yeah. um, I've realized that I asked for too many people for advice. So I've now watered it down to like three people that have my best interest that know me really well and that truly understand where I would be coming from and what I might need. So I only go to those three people for like major stuff. I obviously like love getting advice from people all the time. I love conversing with them about their life and like their experiences. But when it comes to like specific issues that I'm dealing with, I have my like top three people that I go to. That's about it. That's sick, man. Um, So like, I know we've been talking about TikTok. Or what is like the first TikTok or what is a tick the, the TikTok video that blew up and then you didn't completely expect it and that's when your your page kind of like changed? Um it was so I had one that like kind of blew up. It was like 200k views. That was like the beginning of undergrad where I posted some video about like brown moms or something. <laughs> that one was like my first start kind of. And then I posted like a few dance videos that got a few views so it's kind of my I feel like my journey is very different from a lot of content creators because a lot of content creators have like this huge blow up and they have like Mm -hmm. 200k followers from it and they kind of just like fizzle over there yeah or they just keep growing very exponentially for me it's been very very consistent like Mm -hmm. my con I think I've built a very strong community it's not just like viral followers um yeah which I'm very grateful for, but obviously I would love more viral content. Like yeah. I need to pick up on that, but um, I've built the community over the past like two, two and a half years, I would say. And it's very much like my day-to-day content. Some videos will blow up, some videos won't. Some videos that I put like three hours of effort into will just yeah. do big average and other videos I'm just like walking on the street and they'll do really well. Yeah. So my content's kind of all over the place. I feel like other content creators have a little bit more of a brand or like, mm-hmm. oh, I do fashion and lifestyle. Me, I'm like, I cook, I clean, I do fashion, I walk around the city. Like yeah. you can see everything on my page. You, you're literally part of my life if right. you're on my TikTok. 
at first did you find it like kind of weird like having to put your phone maybe like on a tripod like in the city just like put it down hit play like walk past it and then like maybe pick it back up um making tiktoks in public is very nerve-wracking for me yeah but like in new york no one cares literally no one cares so like because it's like so common there they're they're just like this is just another bitch like on the streets trying to be a content creator i don't really make that much like tripod kind of content Mm -hmm. um outdoors I used to find it more weird in the beginning because my friends in high school would literally pull up my videos and be like, ha ha, like, look at her, like, trying to make it and stuff. So it was, like, very nerve-wracking at that point. But now I'm kind of just, like, I have a lot of people that... You should keep the read receipts and be like, I did make a bitch. Like, (laughs) just do, like, the power walk on the way out. (laughs) I should have. I mean, I think I'm already making my power walk just by existing on TikTok. Like, they're seeing it, and I know they're seeing it, so... I feel like this probably like if I was one if if someone was like one of those people saying it I was like damn I should not have doubted them oh yeah 100 percent. and I love being in that position and I'm going to continue working to be in that position yeah um so like dance right let's talk about dance I've I feel like choreograph do you choreograph and like uh um and do your own dances or like do you take like obviously like uh other people's dances and try to like change your those routines into yours um, I do choreograph a lot. I think a lot of the stuff that blew up for me were more of the TikTok trendy kind of mm-hmm. dances, but they were my choreo. Um, in general, I work really well with other people and there's very few people that I work well with in terms of choreographing. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm back in town, my best friends are here. I choreograph with them. But yeah. a lot of my TikTok is like following the trends or starting the trends. Right. I do kind of have a mixture of both, just whatever. Do I'm like, so do you like... Uh... I guess this is a pop. This could be a popular question. Do you like American music more or like Bollywood music? Definitely Bollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I have my favorite artists, and like um, I would say a lot of my library is like TikTok sounds. Like if you ever ask me to start singing like American music, it'll probably be because I heard it on TikTok. Right. And I have like a few artists that I'm like a diehard fan for, but um mostly Bollywood I feel like if you ever see what I'm listening to on Spotify it's almost always gonna be Hindi or Telugu music yeah just because um I don't know I I, like relate to it a little bit more Mm -hmm. it's my like romanticized version of love kind of music so I'm very much like that kind of person so definitely keeps me connected and I like singing um Hindi and Telugu music better so I listen to it a lot are you originally like uh can you did you originally know how to speak hindi or did you have to like try to learn it so i went to school in india for a few years so they make you learn hindi there so i did learn when i was younger but somehow it stuck with me i guess it's like that when you learn it in the right time in your life it just like never goes away so and that and like watching movies and stuff i've kind of always been able to speak both yeah i think like if you look at my uh library on spotify it's like a it's like a mix of like english and then bollywood and Thai or like Thaiwood. and mm-hmm. then i think when i was like younger i'd always be like self-conscious like if one of my favorite like indian songs came up like my friends were in the car I'd go like oh skip like i can't like yeah. jam this out and then eventually like one of them just started listening to it was like bro just keep it on and i was just like all right like i'm gonna vibe out like in my own head like are you gonna yeah. vibe that and I think that's I something feel that, that way about like Telugu music sometimes around my non-Telugu friends. Yeah. But Hindi music, I feel like most people are like pretty open to now. There was like a, there's this one time I was watching, I was with a friend and they wanted to watch this one movie and I was like, yeah, sure. But they're like, they speak Hindi and I was like, all right, cool. Like I'll take a look at it. And 
I was like, what? I was like watching the movie, and then I was like, why does this remind me of something? Like it was a very similar plot. It was um, uh, like that movie, and I was just like, wait, this plot is exactly from this. Like, and then I was like, yeah. I showed him the. the we make version. a lot of our stuff. <laughs> right. I was just like, yo, this, I think this is funnier. Like, because I was like. And then they're like, they watched it and they're like, bro, this is not funny. And I was like, this shit's not funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like it's a, I feel like the Indian culture, it's really like interesting to like, uh, uh, to get to know too. And like, cause there's so many different aspects of it. That's when I found yeah. out when I went to India a few years ago and I was like, wow, this is sick. Yeah. There's so much to it. There's so much more than I know. And like, I like now have gone into like Tamil and Canada movies cause they have a very like good story like I love like good plots like I'm kind of over the basic like predictable movies a lot of the Telugu movies are becoming now so I've been watching like Malayalam Tamil movies and Kannada Mm -hmm. movies and they have a little bit more like realistic and like down to earth like the actors don't look like this glamorized version like of people and that now is my favorite and I also like love biopics and stuff because it's like someone's real story yeah yeah so are you like into documentaries then like if you like like biopics i don't know if i love documentaries that much i think biopics they still have like that element of like love or like that element of something that documentaries might not always have i love like i watch a few documentaries more like criminal stuff but like like what's what's like a what's like a really good biopic that you've seen and then you're like you're like i'm gonna recommend this to someone hmm let me think I mean, I love the one that I think is Mary Colm was the one that Priyanka Chopra was in, the boxing woman. Okay. Um, there was another one that Farniti Chopra was in. I forget what it's called, but it's like about the badminton player in India. Oh, so, yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I don't want to say Sonia, something like that. It's called something like that. And yeah. that one was really good. Just like I love like women sports. Like I think Bungle is also a very good movie that's about based on the a wrestling sister. one, right? Where the two sisters are wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. That's that's a good one. Yeah, and then um, I am very like woman of color, like that kind of story. So I think yeah. Neeraj is also a very good one. That's yeah. about like a attendant. Um, I I want to ask you a question. Like I can come with you being in the state of Texas, like in like what's been going on. Like, uh, would you mind like to share like some of your thoughts and whatnot if you're comfortable to do that? I mean, honestly, I obviously don't agree with any of it. Um, I am lucky to be living in New York where it's very progressive. And when I come back, I'm just like, what is going on? But I I don't like that I'm that detached, but I'm pretty detached from it. I I just feel like there's so much shit going on in my own life that I don't have the energy to put it. Like, I mean, obviously I disagree and like, I kind of feel like there's not much I can do being away from there. Um, yeah. I know my friends disagree. We're all on the same page. So I just yeah. try to surround myself around people that are on the same page and disagree. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that are shining up against it. And I would love to know if there's anything I can do. But as of right now, I'm kind of just like trying to take it day by day with my own life in New York. Yeah, yeah I definitely feel that. I was, I, I'm also like on the same, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous, like how they're choosing for other people and like what they can do. Um, yeah. Um, all right. I just, I want to ask this. Um, just, I'm like scared to live in Texas again, basically. <laughs> so. I, think it, I didn't realize the governor Abbott was in a wheelchair until my brother pointed it out. He's like, I never knew that he was like, 
parallel. Oh, I didn't even see them actually. Yeah. So like I'm an Indian citizen, so I can't do much voting or anything. So I'm kind of like very detached from politics apart from uh, the stuff. Okay. Yeah. I don't really keep up with governors and all that stuff, but yeah, I mean, it sucks. Um, and I just feel like I can't do anything about it. I can't vote. All I can do is like talk about it, have open yeah. conversations with my friends that can vote and that can yeah. do something about it. I think that's the best part of like, I guess our generation is like, we're not afraid to like speak on like what's our, what's on our mind. And like, we're not afraid to take action. Like, especially what happened uh, two summers ago with like everything going on with the civil mm-hmm. rights matters. I was like, dude, let's fucking go. Like, let's stand up and like, let's mm-hmm. fucking riot. Like in a peaceful way, of course. But like, I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's really great. Tough, like, especially being like a girl of, like a family my family was like very afraid to let me go and I can totally understand Mm -hmm. things got very messy I would totally be part of that stuff but there's always that inch of fear like am I gonna die like going to this like is this how I die you know it's it's a very very scary place to be in and obviously like I'm an only child and my parents don't have anyone else so there's always that like part of fear where I'm like Mm -hmm. dude I just want to make it home alive and be okay right. and like, a lot of people don't even have that luxury of choosing which sucks that's the worst part man like, i feel like that's absolutely terrible like on how we have to like be watching over our back every single time we go out now because like, you never know like what's gonna happen and i'm so scared you know, sometimes literally from my life i have like um a pepper spray in one hand and taser in my bag and I'm just like yeah. ready like I am ready to fight for my <laughs> you're just like locked and loaded you're like let's go like I have someone on FaceTime I have my pepper spray I have yeah. my taser and I'm walking home you know but like I don't want to live in this fear and I hope there's yeah. a time where like people don't have to yeah I think I think I hope so too I think it's it's I think it sucks like with everything that's going on like COVID like and just like general fear like what could happen I think it's there's it's so much the, yeah yeah it's so much shit but hey that's when you get to like talk with other people and like get their thoughts and comments and like just like get a new perspective I feel like that's that's what I, I try to do is just like get a new perspective and see like what else what someone else sees with their eyes yeah right now I'm just like in conversation just talking and like hearing about it and educating myself about it I think that's what I need to do next I feel like I've spent enough time just like just sitting under the shell like yeah. being scared and yeah I mean that's another thing that I would love to talk about more on my TikTok but it just gets mm-hmm. like really messy that's when people start commenting yeah. and having opinions and stuff yeah. and I don't know if I'm in a place to like be on the receiving end of all of it you know yeah like I I work in a place where like I don't know if I want to voice my opinion like on uh some of the stuff like my my colleagues talk about and whatnot but I'm just like at the same time like I want to say something but I I don't know if like I'm in a position to like say something and they'll like maybe like either agree with me or like how the conversation will turn out so like most of the times I'm just like sitting there listening and I'm like I wish I could say this but I can't yeah I mean in groups of like aunties and uncles I feel like there's so many conservative brown parents I'm just like shocked sometimes at birthday parties or something they're talking to me I'm like are you guys hearing what I'm hearing? Like, yeah. why is anyone saying anything? Sometimes I'll talk up and then I get in trouble with my parents, but I'm like, dude, they needed to get it from someone. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's this time where like this one kid uh, asked me, like, hey, do you have any like African American friends? And I was just like, what? And I was like, of course I do. Like, some of my best friends are that, or like, <laughs> uh, are African American. And then I was like, 
he's like are, do you not find the script I was like dude what are you talking this kid's like in high school right now and i'm just like are you serious like are you asking me these questions and they're like yeah we generally want it. i was like do you have any like i feel like it's just like the way we're some like the parents are like teaching their kids is wrong and i think like that's when i put my foot down I'm like all right bro like this is messed up like you can't be doing this yeah i know i'm very much like kind of a rebellious kid like when an auntie starts talking about my weight i'm like yo you need to stop <laughs> you, bro, you should you should weigh you should uh, stop eating that puri like that's too much oil for you <laughs> i'm like you have a lot to say like you it's like that. It's like that meme. Where like you're not that pal guy. Like I just sometimes I just want to go up to him. Like you're not that guy. Like back up. Like like yeah. give me some space. Uh, this I has been like, really fun. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, I want to ask. I try to ask everyone like this qu- a question, but I feel like I might be repeating this. If you can bring five dinner guests, like invite five dinner guests, right? Mm-hmm. Who would you invite, That's and so what would you like make for them? And then I'll Bad give you my answer. People? Yeah. Oh my God. Pa- okay. They can be dead, alive, or like, uh, yeah. Dead or alive. Dead or me- alive. I haven't met my grandfather, so I want to meet him. Okay. Alive, apparently. So I would love to meet him. I don't know what I would make him because I literally have never met him. Um, I really, really want to meet Deepika Mutiala. She's like the founder of Live Tinted. She's an amazing, like, woman of color that is mm-hmm. in the beauty industry killing it. I feel like I would make her a very Telugu dish of some sort, maybe dosa. I feel like she always talks about dosas with okay. her family. So I would probably make some dosa. Um, who else? Oh, I don't know. This is like so like random. So Pink Sweats is one of my favorite artists. Um, he makes some amazing R&B music. I just went to his concert recently. It was life-changing. Um, I would probably want to go out to dinner with him. And he seems like, hmm, he seems like a comfort food, like burger, fries kind mm-hmm. of guy. Yeah. Oh, two more. Let me think. Obama. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Obama yeah. Obama's, so Obama's going to be one of mine too. Yeah. Obama seems like such a cool, and like Michelle Obama and Barack Obama, both of them, I would want to go. They can count as one. Them two can count as one. Yeah. Okay. Them two as one. And I would definitely take them out for like chat or something. I feel like they need to experience this Pani Puri, like on this. Like, I feel like that would would blow up like a picture of them eating Pani Puri or something. Um, Last one. I think. I have no idea. Let me think of maybe a TikTok people. Oh yeah. Um, I I am like mutuals with her, Harney. She's an amazing, amazing dancer on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Would love to meet her in person at some point. We do. We have briefly spoken a few times, but mm-hmm. I feel like she would like. Hmm. I don't even know. Maybe I'll ask her. I'll text her today and be like, if I were to take you out on dinner, what would you want to eat? <laughs> Come back to me. I'm like, all right, I'll, well, let's get her a clip of saying that. We'll insert it right on. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know what she says, but I, I yeah. would love to be friends with her. I definitely want to hang out with her at some point. Cool. That sounds like a great list. Like just all over mine, the place. <laughs> all over. I think that's what you, the, in, the, the diversity is like what makes everything great. I think I truly yeah. believe that. Very ABC of me. <laughs> right. Yeah um i think mine would be one would be barack i love that dude i think he's i think it'd be pretty i think the pani puri would be pretty great like taking pani puri shots with him i feel like that'd be something memorable um i love tom brady so like i'd be like i'd probably pass out if he ever showed up um 
for Barack, Pani Puri, for Tom, some, probably something vegan. I don't know what the man can eat. He's like such a strict <laughs> diet. Um, three, I want to meet the Egyptians. I think that'd be pretty cool to like understand like on mindset back then like how they built the pyramids and whatnot um probably give them some like burgers like i don't know like just like hey this is it's what we eat in america <laughs> like um that's three four probably gandhi mahatma gandhi i did a when i was like in the second grade i did a report about him and like uh, all of his accomplishments and whatnot uh, yeah. i think that'd be really interesting just to like sit down and like uh talk to him about like what was going through his mind and like how he gathered like those group of people to like fight for the rights. Um, yeah. I said, Barack, Egyptians, Tom, Mahatma Gandhi, one more. Who would I invite? <sighs> Probably like a comedian, like Hassan Minaj or Trevor Noah. I would, I would invite one of the, I need an entertainer. I don't know. I feel like I'd run out on my flashcards. I'm like, what to like talk about, you know, like, and probably recycling. Yeah. Like, all right, let's bring a roaster. Like someone, someone make jokes. I think that'd be my, I think that'd be my five. Apparently Hassan Minaj rumor has it lives across the street from me, but who knows? In Texas? No, in New York. Oh shit. I don't know. I haven't run into him yet, so maybe. I mean, if you should probably just go knock there and be like, hey, is this Mr. Minaj's uh, house? <laughs> you like, just walk up to the receptionist be like, I'm trying to get to House Minaj's apartment. They probably think, He actually him. lives, in, uh, he brought up a story on like how he lives in New York and why he does that because he wants his daughter to like live up, like li- uh, grow up in a more like, uh, um, like non-Hollywood type of community and like know what like it is to like, do hard work and like go through life like that instead of just being like that whole west coast type of stuff yeah I think growing up I always wonder I see kids like going to school in New York and I'm like dude this childhood is so different from what I went through yeah I don't know if it's better or worse but it's very different I I I agree I I think like then what did they say it's not the it's not the destination it's the journey right and I feel like everyone's (laughs) journey is like it can it's different and that's what makes it unique yeah wow thank you so much for having me this is a lot of fun yeah thank you (laughs) hopefully like we can have you again on sometime (laughs) of course i would love to maybe i'll have more updates by then something we gotta we gotta find out what her needs uh what you're gonna make her for dinner that is true i will mention it next time sweet sounds good (laughs) thank you so much for having me Yeah. yeah